Chapter 7 of History of the Norwegian People, Volume 1 by Knut Gershet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 7 The Dawn of Historic Norway. Many invaluable finds of relics of antiquity have helped to throw light on the life and customs of the Scandinavian peoples in prehistoric ages. But valuable as this evidence is, it is circumstantial and indirect. No account was left by the people themselves of their life and institutions or of the vicissitudes and struggles through which they passed. But about 800 A.D., the silence of the past is broken by the Skalds, who in their songs celebrate the exploits and great qualities of chieftains and rulers, and recount many important historic events. As an historical source, the Skaldic songs are of the highest value. The Skalds were, as a rule, members of the king's herd, or court, and followed him on his military expeditions. They were not only contemporary with the events which they describe, but were often eyewitnesses of, or even partakers in them. Another important and generally quite reliable source for the early history of Scandinavia are the accounts given of the Norsemen by early writers in other European countries. In many lands, old chroniclers have recorded, often with glowing colors but usually with solemn brevity, the unwelcome visits of the bold warriors of the North. Fragmentary and often one-sided as such accounts necessarily are, they furnish many valuable data regarding the life and doings of the Vikings in foreign lands. It was left, however, for the saga writers to give comprehensive and detailed accounts of the persons and events during the Viking Age. The sagas are narratives written in excellent prose style, and in many instances they are based on the songs of the skulls as a source. Though very similar in form and style, they differ widely in contents and character. Some resemble more closely the historical novel, Others are still more imaginative productions dealing with mythological and heroic elements, while some are history in a strict sense, where the author pursues his narrative with critical method, and with strict regard for truth and accuracy. With consummate skill, the writer pictures the character and psychological traits of the persons in the narrative. Life and customs, thoughts, sentiments, social and political institutions are described with never-erring insight, and with nicely measured regard for detail and coloring. The events are narrated with simple straightforwardness, but the circumstances and motives giving rise to them, and the long train of results following them, often lend the story dramatic features cast in a calm, somber, epic mold. The sagas which deal with fabulous or mythological heroes and traditions are held by many to be a later growth in saga literature. Such are the Volsungs saga, the Hrolth saga, the Ragnar Lodbrok saga, the Frithjof saga, and others. The earlier sagas were written about distinguished men and their families, for the purpose of recounting their great achievements, and especially for the sake of perpetuating the knowledge of the family relationship so important in all early Germanic society. Many of these sagas furnish important historical material. Among these may be mentioned the Egil saga, the Laxdol saga, the Njal saga, and the Gunlaug saga. Sagas were also written about the Norwegian kings, and about discoveries and colonies founded in the western islands. Olaf's saga Trygvasonar, Olaf's saga Inselga, Sverre's saga, Orkneying saga, narrating the history of the Orkney Islands, Landnamabok, dealing with the colonization of Iceland, Sigmund Brestinson's saga, containing the early history of the Faroe Islands, and the saga of Eric the Red, or Thorfinn Karlsevne's saga, found in the Hauk's book, which tells about the discovery of America by the Norsemen, are among these. 
Some authors undertook more ambitious works, and wrote in connected narrative the whole history of Norway from about 850 to their own time. Of such works may be mentioned, Historia de Antiquate Regnum Norwegiansum, written in Latin by the monk Theodric, Theodricus Monachus, and Historia Norwegiae, also in Latin by an unknown author. Agrip af Noregs, Kanungasogum, Morkinshina, Fagashina, and above all Snorra Sturluson's masterly work, Heimskringla. Snorra was an historian of high rank. He is a writer of rare ability and a scholar with historical and critical method. Most of the sagas were written in Iceland during the 12th and 13th centuries. Some were written in Norway, partly by Icelanders and partly also by native sagamen. As the sagas do not always describe contemporary events, but often deal with periods long past, it need cause no wonder that in these narratives the real historic occurrences are often hidden by a growth of fiction which only the most careful critical analysis can pare away. Where the saga writers describe the institutions, life, and customs of their own time, they generally give a most vivid and realistic picture, but in the finer details of historic events it is often difficult to separate fact from fiction, a weakness common to all early historians. The new period of development, which began in the 8th century, is heralded by many important changes which show that cultural life in the North had begun anew and more independent growth. The language, which hitherto had been but slightly differentiated from the Germanic tongue, now became a distinct Scandinavian dialect. The runic alphabet of 24 letters, common to all Germanic peoples, was replaced in the North by the younger runic alphabet of 16 characters, about 850. This system is developed from the older runic alphabet, and has been used exclusively in the Scandinavian countries. At this time also began the Viking expeditions, which became of such far-reaching importance to the development of the North. The word Viking means warrior, not as hitherto generally held a dweller by a vik or bay. The word was applied earlier also to other Germanic peoples. It is found in the Old English poem Vidsith, and in southern Germany it occurs as a man's given name. From now on it was used to designate the bold Scandinavian sea rovers. Their journeys across the sea into foreign lands, which hitherto had occurred rather sporadically, now took more definite shape. The Scandinavian peoples began a great forward movement eastward, southward, and westward, which can only be regarded as a continuation of the great migrations. Just when the movement started cannot be definitely stated, neither is it possible to determine with accuracy when it terminated, but it is certain that it began prior to 800, and that about 1050 it had spent its force. This period, called by archaeologists the Younger Iron Age, is known in history as the Viking Age. Shipbuilding had reached a high stage of development in the north even prior to this era. The Norsemen had well-constructed seagoing vessels, fitted out with mast and sail. Their home environment pointed to the sea as the surest and quickest road to wealth and conquest. Hitherto it had been regarded as a barrier behind which the peoples could dwell secure, and hamlets and monasteries nestled in profound quiet among the unprotected shores. The Norsemen made it a highway from island to island and from coast to coast. When their well-equipped fleets, tired of coasting along their own shores, turned their sharp prows westward in search of conquest and adventure, it marked not only the beginning of the Viking Age, but the dawn of ocean navigation, and the development of naval warfare, which was gradually to produce the formidable navies and the interoceanic commerce of modern times. End of chapter 7